Michael Tranmer here, welcoming you to the Wake Up Podcast, where you will learn expert strategies and hear expert stories to help you wake up, live your best life, and make every day count. On this podcast, we will deep dive into all aspects of business, relationships, health, and mindset that will help you achieve your greatness in all areas of your life. Buckle up, my friends. It's time to wake up. Hello, good people. Oh my, today's guest is absolute fire. You guys are going to love this. If you're driving, keep an eye on your speed because you may start speeding once my guest gets talking to here. Who we had on today, Forbes Riley, dubbed the billionaire business icon, is a pioneer in television marketing, hosted more than 180 infomercials, launched a $100 million fitness TV channel, and is responsible for generating more than $2.5 billion, with a B, in revenue over the course of her career. She is a National Fitness Hall of Fame inductee and has built her own fitness empire based on her best-selling fitness system, Spin Gym. We get into all sorts of amazing topics that the really wisdom really just, I was going to say oozes out of Forbes, but it's more like some sort of rapid fire device that comes out of her. We even get the opportunity early in the episode to meet the love of her life. Joshua jumped into the interview for a second. We talk about belief systems and the lies that we tell ourselves. We talk about the three things that she learned from a hypnotist that really changed her life. We talk about some other pivotal points in her life and how pivotal points in, in your life can be used to frame where you are going. We talk about course correction and we relate that to, to sailboats and that's a something from, from my history and my past that I really relate to, both the course correction and the sailing. We talk about how it's so important to have the end in mind in everything that you are doing. Talk about how to systemize what you can do and how when you change history, you can rewrite your future. And and I even she even puts me on the spot towards the end and goes through a uh, a process on me that is that gets a little uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I, I'm here to share what this whole personal development journey is with you, good people. So I'm, uh, I'm always up for the challenge, but without further ado, let's dive into the interview with none other than Forbes Riley. This is a special day, my friends. I am here with none other than Forbes Riley with the spin gym right there in her hands, right there in her hands. Got fact, a- wait, 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 you have to see this one. This is my, I don't use this a lot, but this is my bling one. Wow. Diamond encrusted, yeah, just because, you know, successful girls can. <laughs> but for the folks that can't see this on the podcast, what, what are you doing? What are you holding there, Forbes? All right. Well, so you obviously read, you know, you know my introduction, and I created this crazy fitness product for a couple of amazing reasons. Um, if you can't see it, you should go spingym.com, uh, one word, and just check out what this is. Actually, if you go on YouTube, you'll see thousands of videos of me and Spin Gym with people in wheelchairs. I've got a gentleman who has no arms. Uh, and the workplace office, it's really an amazing three pieces of metal and a string that uh, is an old Chinese toy. And about 10 years ago, I took and created an entire fitness empire around. 
And what this allows you to do, and I don't know any other product that does this. See, for me, uh, if you can't see me, uh, that's, that's good. Um, my mom was 260 pounds my whole life growing up. And uh, I was a dancer who was chunky and bullied. And I made a very firm decision at some point that that was just never going to be my life growing older. And I had a resistance band slip off my foot and shatter my nose and thought, okay, there's got to be something better. And if you followed my career at all or watched the Jack Lane juicer, about seven years ago, Jack died. But for eight years, we had a billion dollar grossing juicer on television. And I've sold a lot of fitness products on home shopping and PVC. But, and this is a good evolution for your listeners. I didn't have enough confidence or wherewithal to put my name on a product. My friends like Jane Fonda, Suzanne Summers had Thighmaster, Tony Little had Gazelle, and I didn't really think that I was in a league with them at that point, which is odd because I was also making infomercials and doing television. But uh, I always knew that I needed to put my name on something, and I will tell you, this is the first and only fitness product I've ever put my name on. It's been 10 years, and I still think it's the best thing ever. Amazing, amazing. And would you say this is what you are most excited about right now, Forbes? Oh, no, no, no. Come here. If you, if you can't see this, come here for a second. Joshua, come here. You want to see what I'm most excited about? Let's see. I'm most excited about the fact that I'm finally in love. Uh, and, uh, uh, and my love came in what I call a Tiffany box. He didn't have to, but he does. So say hi to Joshua. Hey, Hello. Joshua. How you doing? So, Good luck, insert. Michael. Michael, yes. You doing, so Mike? this is what I, yeah, he asked what I was most excited about. I, can I say love that. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's getting X-rated here. And for the people that can't see, can you just describe him no, how, how would you describe for the people that are listening to this on the podcast all right so if Joshua, you are who just stormed <laughs> into the, the picture here good sir um if you are by the way you know what michael i'm going to show you something do me a favor didn't show it up for a second again i'll describe joshua in a second if you guys go to instagram and look up joshua like joshua tree and self like selfie joshua self he's the reigning mr world in his league uh he's actually trying out for mr universe um, <laughs> oh man! The shirt, the shirt has the shirt has come off. The shirt has come oh. off, and a lot of credit <laughs> must must go to the spin gym. I have no idea how this happened, but actually, come down here. I can see it in the mirror. Can you go down there? Can you just show him your right there, right there? Do you see all the things that this thing is firing? Go overhead yeah. for him, and let's just see your back. Really pull into that. Yeah. So Joshua, Joshua's there? doing an example of the spin gym, and and he is absolutely jacked. And like I thought, I was in good shape, but. Uh, you are. No, no, no. There's never in good shape and perfection. And none of us want to work that hard to get perfection. Yes, but what, I'm going to the gym after this. <laughs> but what you can see, and actually, if, you, if your listeners get a chance to visually think, you know, now go away because I can't come to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you see on Joshua's body, and I actually take him on television, is because he's so lean, he's got like 4% body fat, is when you spin him, you see all the muscles firing. And Michael, I got to tell you something. This is for everybody listening an amazing journey you know it's always interesting we say oh look at Richard Branson he's successful look at Tony Robbins he's well you have no idea where these guys started actually you do they make a big deal about it but in fact nobody wanted my little hunk of metal with you know two rings when I first started and I still get people going oh what could that do for you it's you know and I'm in, I'm in the National Fitness Hall of Fame I am well known well respected and I can't imagine I would be silly enough to put my name on a gadget that didn't work it looks like a gadget, which is kind of an interesting thing. So I want your listeners to think about all the things that they think they want to do that everyone else told them was stupid. Mm. Let me share something with you. If enough people tell you no and your heart says yes, then go for it. Mm. Don't be stupid, though. When you, I, I get people showing me a lot of ideas and new inventions that will never go anywhere. Make sure mm -hmm. you do your due diligence. 
because I'm in the fitness space. I know what this thing can do. And I also know for me personally that I don't mind weathering the storm. I know big people come up to me all the time going, oh, that looks stupid. I got Joshua, who's a Mr. World, who loves it. I can walk up to most open-minded people. And Michael, they go from what to, oh my God, in about three seconds, because it vibrates, because it does interact with all of your muscles, because it does things most people don't expect. And I enjoy that. But most entrepreneurs, they start a venture. And when enough people say no, they just quit. So I am a testament to stubbornness, mm -hmm. perseverance, huge dream. I mean, I can remember sitting at US Customs for two weeks while they tried to throw out my product because we somehow we made some trademark infringement on a package that I didn't even know about, but that didn't matter to them. And I was about to lose everything, mm -hmm. but I had such a strong why. And we started the show about why, and I apologize for you know, interrupting with Joshua, but it's kind of nice when you sometimes, we don't always pleasure. It was a pleasure, it was a pleasure. <laughs> great fellow, great fellow. You know what, sweet energy, and I will tell you, he does exhibit perfection. And unless you are willing to eat, he's a vegetarian by the way, unless you're willing to steam vegetables 12 hours a day, cook rice, go to the gym two hours, you will never look like him, nor I don't think most people want to, it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, but he does also, he's got a great before and after. We didn't wake up one day and look like that. He spent seven years in the gym mm -hmm. and he has a system that he created. And so as I've gone down this entrepreneurial path, I'm understanding a couple of major points. One, find somebody who did what you did before you did it, or at least mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. You know, in, a, in the infomercial world, I was an anomaly. I have no idea how we all got there, how we created this. I, I've sold $2.5 billion worth of product. Uh, did not really have a role model in that. I would have loved to have a role model along the way for a lot of things because you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. You actually need to look at the wheel and figure out what color you want to make your wheel. Mm -hmm. so I've never said that before, but I really like that. You have to reinvent it, just pick out what color you want or what design you want on the hubcaps, because a wheel is a wheel, a website's a website, a fitness product is a fitness product, it's your spin on it. Yeah. And I think so many times we're so busy comparing ourselves to other people who way down the road yeah. that we give up way too soon as entrepreneurs. Yes, yes, and for the people not even just entrepreneurs, but, but professionals out there or people mid in their career that are perhaps trying to have a different idea of a career they want or a different direction they want to go or a different life they want to have or a different relationship they want to have or a different body they want to have. When they start hearing those no's and those no's often come from themselves. They Ooh. often come from themselves and they often come from implanting themselves in the minds of their friends and their family that they think are going to push back on their new idea or their new plan. What would you say to these people that are really uh, just like crawling to get out of their skin and their situation, but perhaps need to push through those no's that are, they are hearing from other people in their circle or also from themselves? Okay. So number one, when you change how you look at something, that thing changes. You said something very profound a second ago that you tend to implant your views. You know, if you want to find someone to agree with you about anything, the state of the government, is, you can always find someone to take your side, whatever side it happens to be apparently. So you'll, and you'll surround yourself with those people so you feel right. See, I told you that the economy sucks and that's why it's not working. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that old story. A guy gets off an airplane, he works for a shoe company, gets down and uh, none of the natives have shoes. He calls the guy going, look, we can't work here. None, they don't have shoes, nobody wants shoes. Second salesman gets off, sees that nobody has shoes, calls the sales guy, go, oh my God, huge opportunity. They don't have shoes yet. So it's the same situation. It's how you choose to look at it. 
And how you choose to look at it is informed by your belief system. Mm -hmm. We call some of those limiting beliefs because you think that you're right. Well, one of the most important things that you can do is discover that you're never right. That your belief has an L-I-E in the middle of it. It's a lie. It's a lie you're telling yourself. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you can get pretty extreme. You know, when I, I gave birth to my babies, one was a boy, one was a girl. How did they know? Well, they looked at their genitals and typically one looks like a boy, one looks like a girl. But in the case of Bruce Jenner or Chesty Bono, we discovered that calling a boy who's actually a girl inside, we just labeled it wrong. And so we label all kinds of things wrong. Society then reinforces it. And it's odd for us to try and shift out of that. My dream, let me tell you something. I do a thing called Forbes Factor Live. I teach a five-day class four times a year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only 50 people in the room. And we shatter limiting beliefs. We shatter that you think you're supposed to work for somebody else. We shatter the idea that you need a college degree to get ahead. We shatter that you need to come from a rich family or be white or be thin or be ungo. It doesn't matter. If you can start to language differently and understand the level of communication, a couple things always seem to be true in my world. If I ask you certain questions, at some point you'll say, I don't know. Do you know that children don't say I don't know? Only adults mm -hmm. do. And the problem mm -hmm. is adults know and the children don't, but they don't say it. Think about that for a second. Wow. Yeah. When I hear I don't know, what I hear is every door of possibility gets closed. Mm -hmm. well, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't care that you don't know. I don't know how I got here. You don't know how you learned to speak the English language. You just didn't stop. And so I fight against people who say the word can't. And I know it sounds a little cliche. Whether you can or can't, you're right. Well, many years ago, I was doing a Broadway show. It was a one-woman show, 250 pages. Where's a book here? It's like a book like this thick, okay? Filled with words. And I had to memorize all of it, play 15 different people with no change of set and no change of clothes, just my own personality, and then memorize two and a half hours of a script. Well, I'll tell you what. I was talented enough to get the part, right? Lily mm -hmm. Tomlin let me have this. And then I got there and thought about a week into it going, I can't do this. Nobody can do this. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? And I made myself nuts like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And somehow, because I believe in the universe or God or whatever we want to call this force that just helps people when you ask for help and manifest things, mm -hmm. I sat on a hypnotist chair in the middle of Sacramento, California. I have no idea how I got there. Again, don't say I don't know. Just go, yes, and. Mm -hmm. I need help. And the hypnotist said three things. One, stop saying you can't. And I said, well, that's ridiculous. I can't, nobody, and I, she said, stop saying it. I'm like, okay, so what am I, in my sassy attitude, what am I supposed to say? I can do it. I can't, but I'm gonna tell you I can. She will just stand in the mirror and say, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, fine, fine, I can do it. <laughs> um, which by the way, is such a fundamental thing. I went on from that experience just to deviate for a second, to yep. study hypnosis, mm -hmm. come to understand what your subconscious is, to understand how the part of your brain that takes care of you when you sleep doesn't have a sense of humor. Hmm. Take that for a second. That's, that's the most important <laughs> thing I think I learned. Your subconscious has no sense of humor. So when you consciously tell it you can't do something, it says, well, she said we can't, so let's make sure we can't. Wow, mm. wow. So powerful. It, you know, and it goes back to the four minute mile. When Roger Sturbanister in the early 1950s, nobody broke the four minute mile. Well, he had just lost the Olympics, embarrassed himself to know, and he said, I'm gonna break this. And, well, nobody can do it. One day, he did. He ran a four-minute mile. You know what happened that week? 11 other people broke the four-minute mile. That's right. So you could always break it, but people thought you can't. And I have to, I say these lessons not as much for your audience, but from my own advocation every day. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you eat, I think you need to feed your soul with motivation, shift your beliefs, because it's too easy otherwise. So the other two things I know you guys are waiting to hear, what did the hypnotists tell me, was two, you have to write, if you want to memorize something, write it in longhand, in cursive, like each sentence... Wow. A second, 
hook it to that same sentence and then write that same sentence the third time in the air. Say and that again. Say that again. Okay. That yeah, this great. activates your short-term memory. What really stinks is that my kids and a lot of young kids aren't learning how to write in script. Mm -hmm. But script has a way of connecting things, okay? That's perhaps why that became a thing for us. It's not typed, it's not letters, it's connected, and there's a flow to it. So you have to memorize the sentence, I want to be wonderful. So I want to be wonderful. You write it again, I want to be wonderful. And the third time, you write it in the air, I want to be wonderful. Take the end of it and mentally hook it to the next sentence. Mm -hmm. So in the script, it says, I want to be wonderful. But sometimes I find it, well, that's what you did. You actually hooked it in your brain. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, all I can say is that I went on stage for eight months, eight times a year, eight times a week, or eight times a week, and did this with no issue. The third yeah. thing that you had to do was to actually record the entire script, listen to it first thing in the morning and last thing at night. That's five hours of listening to stuff. Wow. And somehow magically, my brain did it. And so if it can do that, I set out, this was, you know, 20 years ago. I said, well, what else can your brain do? What else yes. can you manifest when you decide, when you stop letting other people define you or decide what you can and cannot do? Mm -hmm. Seek out people who believe bigger than you do and go, wow. Because here's the thing. There's like a group for everything. Mm -hmm. There's like a group of people who crochet on Tuesdays. There's a group mm -hmm. of scuba divers. There's a group of softball people. There's a group of people who eat vegan. Find the group for what you want. Find the entrepreneur Excel group. Join the mastermind. And this is how you do it. You meet people outside of your world. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are people who've never left their hometown. I couldn't wait in my 20s to go travel the world. Well, guess what? The world looks nothing like my hometown. That's right. They don't speak the same language. They don't eat the same. We all live on the same planet, believe it or not, but we don't even look the same. Mm -mm. And that was very eye-opening. Or you don't have to do any of that. Live in your world and you're fine. You don't have to do either one of these. But if you're ready to grow, there is a path and a system to do that. Beautiful. And would you say that that moment 20 years or so ago with the hypnotist was really a catalyst for your transformation to to really believe more in yourself and what was possible in yourself and what was possible with your brain and manifesting kind of anything that you wanted between now and then was that was that a real pivotal point for you i have a pivotal point once a week and i can tell you literally because it's funny that you just said that i haven't told that story i don't in a very long time uh pivotal points for me keep coming because i am stubborn I mean, a pivotal point for me was when I finally got the lead in a play in college. And because I'd always been a very ugly little girl with a broken nose and frizzy hair and braces, and I had this weird self-image, I finally got the lead and played this amazingly glamorous character. Uh, the professor who gave me the role, I said, why did you give this to me? And he told me all these amazing things about me, but he was 100% legally blind. So Michael, I'm looking at a man who now can't see all of the things that I was hung up on and said, no, I'm, I only can see your soul and your talent. I'm gonna tell you who you are. That was a pivotal point. Um, wow. When I went, was, I was 31 years old and I went to an amazing seminar where they made me do things I didn't wanna do, taught me how to be a servant so I could be a leader and really hurt my heart, oh God. And I emerged amazingly, that was a massive pivotal point. So I'm gonna tell you that there is not just one, but I have this vision that life happens for you, not to you. Now, I didn't have this my whole life. Trust me, I am now 59 years old. That, what that does for you is it gives you a couple of decades of learning. So if you're in your 30s, you're going to hit your head, you're going to scrape your knee, you're going to break, whatever it is, you're going to go through it. 
See, here's the weird thing about this. I can't give you the magic pill, but I can give you the lessons I've learned so that when it happens to you, you might then go, wow, let me apply that lesson. Got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because bad things happen to everybody. Here's what I've learned in my time on the planet is that people that you love will die. You will break things. You will get hurt. You might go broke and, and blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, why me? Because then why, why, you, why anybody? That's life. You go, wow, what is the lesson I get from this? And here's the crazy thing. You learn more lessons faster from really bad things that happen to you. Why is that? Why does that have to be, Forbes? Why can't, why do we have to hit the dark moments? Why do we have to hit our rock bottom to really get those strong lessons? Why, why isn't there an easier way for us to to gain the wisdom and and really wake ourselves up and live our best lives? Okay, I have the perfect answer. It's called course correction. Here's mm-hmm. why. So if you've got a sailboat, watch this. And if you're going to, you guys, are, you really should watch the- I'm a sailor. used to sail on Canadian national junior team. So I'm looking forward yeah. to this analogy, my dear. All right, so you definitely should be looking at this. If you guys listen to the podcast, find the Facebook feed somewhere. But so a, a sailboat goes from one point to another point. That's the goal. You want to get somewhere, right? So let's say you want to get somewhere. And you put the sailboat. And Michael, of course, once you set sail, you just get there, right? Mm-hmm. No, you don't. What happens in a sailboat is the wind goes and it veers you off course. So then you have a choice. You can keep going off course and end up very far from your destination or you can course correct. Then you course correct and guess what? You miss the point again and you got to what? Recourse correct. Mm-hmm. So life is not a speedboat. You don't get from point A to point B. Because you know what that would be? That would be birth to death with no bumps. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be stupid. If a baby dies on day one, that's probably the most, that's what a speed that you don't want that. You want to spend the rest of your life, however long it is being a sailboat, being forced to course correct. So here's the thing. So Michael, you just said, well, why don't we just get it quickly? Because if you're blown off course a little bit, it's not so bad. Like, all right, I'll get there. I'll get there. And you make justifications and maybe it's even nicer over there. But when it gets to a point where you can't see your destination anymore, you have to what? You're like, God, I hit a rock. I got a turn. That's what life is. It's not as bad as you said, and you don't have to hit rock bottom. Maybe you do if you're an addict. But besides that, don't wait that long. Don't, you know, if you can quickly course correct, you're wildly successful. Every day something goes wrong. That's great, but I didn't, it's not a right or wrong. Every day something goes off course, and we just call it, hey, let's make a course correction. And again, remember I told you these skills? These are life skills that we do at Forbes Factor. Some of them I created, some of them I embellished on uh, to make them work for me. But I actually have people do that exercise. I have people do a relationship exercise where they believe in their mind they're facing death if they don't do this exercise a certain way. You're not going to take action unless something really hurts. And let me quote my dear friend, Les Brown, who goes to a house and sees this dog sitting outside on the porch with a friend of his. He said, hey, you know, your dog's kind of moaning. Looks like he's in pain. He said, yeah, yeah, the dog's sitting on a nail. He's like, sitting on a nail? Well, why doesn't he get off the nail? He said, because it doesn't hurt him bad enough yet. Wow. That lands big time. That, and it's just like the course correction. No, if you keep on sailing in the wrong direction, you're going to hit the wrong shore. You're going to hit the rocks. So have that awareness before well, you hit second. land. Hang on a second. Don't be, don't be so black and white. You're not going to hit the rocks or the wrong direction destination. You in fact will hit a different destination. Mm-hmm. And that's really important too, because I have this argument all the time. What's your five-year goal? What's your 10-year? I don't have a goal. I don't, if I don't get to X, am I going to be devastated because I didn't get X? No, I ended up in Y and Y turned out to be even better. 
Um, I just said this to a friend of mine who's very regimented. I said, here's the thing. When you meet the guy or sort of the girl that you love, everything that you were doing is like, okay, do I not do that anymore? If you're that rigid that I have to get to that goal or my life isn't complete, don't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to have a sense of flexibility. So when my sailboat goes in a different direction, I got a little spyglass and says, oh, you know what? That works. That's good. Oh, shoot. I missed that one. All right. Well, so the truth is, here's that in my life. I didn't become an A-list actress. I would be devastated if that's was the old, that was my goal. I took mm-hmm. class. I trained. I would love to be that. That was my goal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, first of all, actually, my goal was a dancer. And then I just didn't realize you don't, can't have big enough thighs. So that goal I missed. Then I corrected. I went to college to be a lawyer. I left that one back at the train station. Uh, then acting wise, I kept trying and trying and I did movies and I did television, but I'm not Julie Roberts or Sandra Bullock. So I didn't hit that destination, but I had to lead in a TV series and my agent called me they let me go. They replaced me with Bo Derek and uh, which hurt a lot because she's not a really good actress, but she was more famous than I was. Mm-hmm. And my agent said, you know what? You ought to go brand yourself and make enough money if you still want to act by your own movie. And I was devastated. Talk about being blown off course. Somebody took my sail and made like confetti out of it. That really was, that's one of the defining moment. Cut my sail up and said, fuck you. You're not going to be an actress anymore. And I actually, at that moment, I looked up to the heavens and I said, seriously, seriously, I, I trained. You got to be kidding me. I just I want this. I want to be Catherine Hepburn. I want to be going on sets of movies. I want to be doing theater and doing plays. Really? I'm not going to do that? And I, I heard a voice, by the way, say to me, no. Mm. no there's something bigger for you and i'm like oh really what what is bigger than getting had i'm arguing with my higher power yeah. what's bigger than going into academy awards and getting when winning just wait just be patient and i i remember thinking you got to be kidding me i think i could hear a voice and with that i picked up from california and moved my two little babies on my own out to florida to work from home shopping and i wouldn't be here i wouldn't be That's where right. i am i mean you only That's know right. that at the end of the at the end of your life and you can go back and maybe this is an exercise that we need to do, but we actually need to go back and trace the course correction. I love you. Um, and trace the course corrections that somebody made in their life. Ask them what they set out to be. What would they definitely want to die for? Did they achieve it? Odds are nobody did. Life mm-hmm. isn't that way. So they said, well, okay. Rather than go, well, how did, in, instead of just saying, how did you get there? What kind of course corrections did you make to achieve the life that you actually have? Make sense? And you're kind of right. This is a really interesting question. Yeah, what love course that. Corrections? Because, Michael, you started out before this broadcast. You said you were going down a corporate road. That's right. And you could have stayed there, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But something blew you off course. What was that something? End, end of my marriage. Bingo. Okay. That was kind of shocking. That was also a goal that you set out. You know, you said, I'm going to do this for life. Well, life didn't happen. That's right. Until death do us part. You guys both here? Both here. Right. So the sailboat was like, dang, okay. And could it blow you into your second or third relationship that's even better than that marriage? 100%. Okay, that's living proof. So I was married for 20 plus years. And I have to tell you, it was wonderful. I had two beautiful kids. It was great for what it is. My course blew me out. And I was devastated when that kind of ended, when it ended. And, but it blew me into something so much more wonderful. That's amazing. Now the question in that relationship, though, is think about this because I'm not, I'm actually writing this analogy as we I've never said this out loud before, Michael. Keep going. Is that in the relationship, what kind of course correcting? He, he, he does something you don't like. Well, can you compromise? She does something. Is your relationship a course correction? Mm, for yourself or the relationship or for them, they're 
There's course corrections within course corrections. Yeah. It's all and, and you better make sure they keep intersecting. I mean, that's one reason that marriages end is you go off one direction, you go off another direction, and there's no more sailboat connection. Yeah, it's like one person's jumping out on one, one coast and the other one's staying in the boat to sail on to the other one. That's, that's a, isn't that a great visualization? Mm-hmm. I'm looking out at the lake now. It's easy for me. That's funny. I love it. How, and I, I, like I said, I've never really shared it that way, and I'm very grateful to you right now. Yeah, I'm great grateful to provide the space for you to share that wisdom with uh, the listeners and everyone else. It's amazing that what just came through. And how would you describe this new world that that you've landed in? Like you've got the, you know, you've got the history and infomercials and acting and and TV shows and just incredible, incredible success. How would you describe where you've, that success has taken you and what you're really generating now and what's your real mission right now in, in the work that you are doing right now? You know what Orange Theory is? No. You haven't heard of Orange Theory? Oh, that's good. Have you heard of Zumba? Is that the dance? Yeah. Okay. So I just told you two rather obscure fitness words. Mm-hmm. Now, in the U.S., I would say 85% of people I've asked know what Orange Theory is. It's, a, it's just a form of exercise. It's a franchise, okay? And okay. it's a young woman, which is probably actually is my age, who just said, I'm going to create this system called Orange Theory, which is a stupid name, technically. It basically means for, you know, fat bursting open. And she's built a wildly successful franchise. Zumba is a name that you actually know and you don't mm-hmm. even do it. So mm-hmm. one of my goals, so see this in my hand? What's mm-hmm. this called? Spin gym. Bingo. So one of my goals now in my life is to take this crazy thing that I devoted 10 years of my life to and make it a household name. You know what a fidget spinner is? One of those fidget spinners? Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah, the right. best you know description. You know, shake, oh my God. Right. You, know, you know what a shake weight is? The, the masturbating tool right. type thing? But you don't know what this is. So the goal here is how do you gain mass viral popularity with something that you've created? That is a massive mission of mine at the moment. Um, and I don't know if Forbes Riley's name will be that big and that's okay. I'm, I'm, I love my life. I'd like to be a little more famous because when you're really famous, and by the way, famous in your world, your world gets easier. So one of the things that I also teach is how to become a celebrity in your world. Hmm. What does that mean? That means if you are on, I'm asked to be on your podcast because I have a level of expertise and celebrity, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, not celebrity like acting, but I'm well known enough to you. Like we, we didn't meet. How do you know somebody that you haven't met? It's because of their celebrity. That's right. You know, Grant, Gary Vee, you've become more of a celebrity, you know, baseball players because that's what they get. Well, in your town, you can become a celebrity. You can be the dentist, like my friend, Dr. Bill Dorfman, who's actually the dentist to the stars. He's on the Kardashians, but in your hometown, you know, they always do local news things. Well, are you the go-to dentist or orthodontist or pet dog walker? Because you've taken your career and expertise to that next level. How do you celebritize what you do? Mm-hmm. And so we are doing that. And also, and I love teaching. Um, September 27th to October 1st, Michael, if you want to come down to Tampa, I'll extend an invitation. I teach an amazing five-day lights transforming thing that I've never seen anybody do. There is no other real teachers. I teach this program that I created. And... Actually, there's a gentleman sitting right across from me who took it. He uh, went off to the armed services, came back, and now he's actually in my home working with me because what we did was so powerful, right? Yeah. The people, we, I've watched thousands of people now. Lives completely change. Because, Michael, I'm looking at you, and here's what's still, some of your questions are coming from this. Do you have a clear want in your world right now? Got a couple, yes. Hmm. Do you have a clear why? 
clear why is to help people live their best lives? No, that's not the why. The why is a very selfish thing. And the why is why do you do what you do? Why do you do it? Mm. You know? Mm. Why? Because it's, it's my only choice. It's, it's what's I'm being pulled Wait, towards stop, doing stop. this. Okay, so stop. This is where I get really technical as a teacher. You, and, and Getting every good word, here, folks. Well, and every word that comes out of your mouth is valuable information from my ears. Most people don't hear anything. You started to tell a story. Stop the story. You simply said, it's my only choice. It's not your only choice. It's your only choice, Michael. Why? It's what I love to do and it what lights me up and it, what I feel is my calling right now. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to dig deeper. Now, here's what I want to encourage all of your listeners to do. If you've got a company or business or even you are your own brand and you all are your own brand, go figure out what it means to have a mission, vision, statement, and core values. Every company that you've ever heard of has that online. Mm -hmm. From Dunkin' Donuts to Zumba Fitness, they all have their mission, vision, and core values out to the public. So why would you think as an entrepreneur you need any less? That's right. You need to be able to take your core values, your mission, and go, here, this is who I am. Every company does that. There's not a single, I don't care who they are. Apple has one. Most obscure company you can imagine, except entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, mm. kind of what you, I'll just wing it. I'll just go, okay, I just want it because it lights me up. Who cares what lights you up? That I don't even know what is it that lights you up? What does it mean mm. to light you up? Do you know the answers to those questions? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, you need to, to be successful. The next thing that you absolutely need, I'm preaching to the choir here. Um, Keep going. Is if you were an architect, if, if entrepreneurs were architects, mm -hmm. there'd be no buildings. Can you write that down, please? If entrepreneurs were architects, there'd be no buildings. You know why? Need a blueprint. Oh, hey, I'm going to go start this network marketing thing. I'm going to go pay my $1,000, get this, make a few phone calls. It didn't work. Damn it. I'm sorry, what? How about an architect draws a building before he gives it to the builders and the electricians and the window guys and the wood guys and the blah, blah, blah. He has to have an exact within uh, an, uh, one one hundredth of an inch. The skyscraper doesn't stand, mm -hmm. get it? Mm -hmm. The quality of the concrete in the foundation pretty much had to be determined and tested that it would hold a 50-story building or a three-story building, very different parameters but somebody sat there and figured that out. Where does the light switch go? Where does the wire to the light switch? There's so, I mean, I almost want to say we should all go to architecture school because if you're going to build a building on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. why would you think that building a company is any less? Mm, so what's, so what's the switch? What's the, like for me, I see blueprint as an engineer. I'm like blueprint plan, blueprint plan. And so is that yes, the switch that so many, answer, right? The quality of your verbal answers to me, Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not um, in, in alignment with who you really are. And one of that is it's just a skill to actually verbally articulate what it is. So you'll, and you'll hear people say this, going, oh, yeah, can, can you hand me this? Well, what is this? Can you hand me the cell phone? Okay. Then hand it to you is different than tossing it to you or passing it to you. Mm -hmm. And when you get very technical on words, actually parts of your brain do light up. If I said the word blue, you and I have very different visions. If I said the turquoise blue, crystal blue of a sea in the morning as the sun shines on it, uh, you have a different, you have a clearer vision and it's right. So when I ask you your why, you go, it's blue. Okay, it is blue. I'm going to tell you it's blue. I have no idea what color blue you're doing. 
But if you and I want to work together, <clears throat> or you want me to support you, you might want to say, hey, here's exactly what my blue is and why I see it this way. Because I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting on a boat seeing the blue, it looks dark. If you're sitting above it in a plane, because that's your whatever, you see a very different point of view. Or if you're under the water, as a fish, you see it. So the clarity of words that paint the pictures in other people's minds mm. is how you get to be successful. Because that enhances your pitch. That enhances your JV relationship. That enhances your de design, your marketing, and your sales. So, and so how, where's, where's step number one for people to really refine that skill and the clarity of their words? Clarity of their words to paint the picture in the mind. And this is not just for entrepreneurs. This is for for any sort of professional out there looking to advance their career or anyone who really wants to improve their communication skills to improve their relationships and their income and every aspect of their life. So what's, what's step number one to help improve the words that you say to paint a clearer picture in the minds of others? www.forbesfactorlive.com Good answer. Because I'm going to share with you that uh, this is a phrase that I say in class. A friend loves you the way you are. I love you way too much to leave you that way. You are in fact the coffee in your own cup. You can't really change your words because you can't even hear your words. You don't even know what you're saying half the time. Mm. So what I do and what my team of people help you do is we literally go, stop, 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 literally. It's really uncomfortable when somebody's starting to tell a story and you stop them. Yes. Well, why do we do that? Well, because I've spent a lot of time analyzing how the brain works. Number one, I got to shock you into waking up. Most people are so brain dead. And you talk to them, Michael, start talking to people and you'll hear them say phrases. Here's a brain dead person. They say more than one, you know, in a sentence. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's like this, you know, no, I don't know. Stop <laughs> saying they know. Mm -hmm. They don't even hear that. They say, I don't know. And they say, can't. Those are brain dead people that need to be smacked back into awakeness. Um, and they tell stories that ramble because they're so busy telling it that they have no idea what lands on you. Mm. I am looking at your face right now. I see your level of engagement and I'm going to taper my, the sound of my voice. I might go, Oh my God, I just love this because I want you to wake up. Mm -hmm. I might stop talking because I'm playing my instrument like an orchestra yeah. leader. Most people are just going, me, 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 me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, seen some examples of those. Right. And they'll just talk endlessly. I see that as speakers on stage. They have no idea what they're there for. And so there's a lot. You asked me step one, and I definitely think step one is coming to Forbes Factor, at least finding somebody who can wake you up. Mm -hmm. Then it is doing a lot of the things that you hear, but you don't take action on. Like understanding what does it mean when you talk about the beginning with the end in mind. Well, I was raised as a magician. And I very clearly understand if you're going to do a trick that involves you cutting a girl in half and you don't know how the trick is going to end, you're going to jail. Yes. yes. So, right. So when you go into a situation or you're trying to do something, what is the end in mind that you want? And it becomes a habit. If you don't do it, you don't have any idea what I'm actually talking about. But there are a series of exercises. And when I talk about Forbes Factor, is Forbes Factor is not a book. It's not a thing you can read because that doesn't shift you. It is a live, one-on-one, -on -one, interactive, completely immersive coaching designed to just go, whoa, okay, I didn't even know that was keeping me from what I'm doing. Uh, we dig a little into your past because it's a really interesting little game that I'll play with you. Michael, and you get to be my student right now. What's oh, your first memory? Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Okay, all right, okay, uh, I'm right, up no, wait, for stop. it. Okay, wait, no, 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 stop. I'm going to stop you right there. Game just began. 
You just said it's so uncomfortable. Were you joking? A little bit, because I am a little, I am looking forward to this. Right, but you said out loud, I'm a little uncomfortable. So what did your subconscious who has no sense of humor just hear you say? That I am uncomfortable and not open to this process. Bingo. And you said it out loud. Mm -hmm. So your subconscious went, all right, he's right. We're going to be uncomfortable. So don't say that. So how does that come into life? I use that exact moment because I'll, I'll do red carpet interviews or I'll teach people how to get on stage. And, you know, every fourth person will go, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. Mm. And I'm like, go back, start yeah. again. Yeah. I want you to walk up to me and say, Forbes, I've done this 500 times and I'm the best at it. Well, that's a lie. I don't care. Your subconscious has no sense of humor. All it hears is that you're really good at it. So go off stage, come back and be good at it. Yeah, power of voice, power of thoughts, power of words, power of action. So those things are really, really important about how you pre-frame something. So I, that's your first lesson. Stop saying you're uncomfortable. Stop saying, you might want to then rephrase what is one word go, wow, folks, this is quite an opportunity mm. and I'm very excited. Mm. I got that. You've, that's a better word for your subconscious to hear because what would it do with excited? It would get, it would light up. It would open up. It would want to bring in more. And I Bingo. love this. I love this to... conversation about subconscious because I've spent a lot of time, you know, taking effort to put good things into my mind and into my soul. Cause I absolutely agree that we, a lot of us spend so much time doing the opposite, you know, saying things that are holding us back, saying the negative oh, all things the in, all the time, all the time. So what, how can, how can, you, how can you characterize really feeding your subconscious and how important it is, is it to put those things in your subconscious mind? And what is the real power of that? The answer is yes to all of those things. I'm going to play a game with you. I don't actually give you the answers. You get to find them out yourself because the truth is you knew the answer to all those questions. You knew that it's very, very important to do it. Your question really is how do you get there? So mm. play along with me. Here's a game I'm yes. going to play. Actually, there's two games I'll play with you. But the first is what's your first memory in life? First memory in life is riding a big wheel down Pickwick Place in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. How old are you? I, how old was I? I don't know, five or six. You did say I don't know, by the way, even as a little thing, and you did then answer the question, so stop saying the I don't know part. Thank you. I was, I was five or six. Right, no, but, it, but it's a funny thing. You actually just said it, even though you didn't even hear it. You said, I don't know if I would just say, don't talk for the I don't know part. Just go think about it. Oh, five yeah. or six. Okay. okay. Um, were you alone or with friends or mom and dad? Mom and dad and grandparents and sisters. Okay. You're writing down, what decision did you make about life based on that moment? That life should be fun and joyful and outside and full of laughter. So do me a favor right now, write those four things down that you just said. Fun, joy, outside, laughter. Okay. I'm going to bet that that is how you run your life. I am working hard towards that and- No, 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 stop. You don't have to work at all. This is really interesting. You don't have to work at the hard drive. You don't have to work at the operating system on your computer. You only have to work on the files you put in it. This is, because that's a decision you made about life, I want you to look at those four words. Yes. Those four words make you, now by the way, everyone has a very different thing. And Jared's going, I've never heard this one before. Every time we do <laughs> different. Most people have a very unhappy memory to start their lives. That's how they wired their hard drives. Mm. So you, my friend, who I don't know you, but now I do better, look at those words. Joy is important to you. What is so the other important. one? Fun. Fun. So you love to have fun. You're sitting looking at the outdoors right now. You're not, and you're happier now than you were sitting in an office, correct? 100%. 1,000%. Because your hard drive demands outdoors. Look at the word. Yep. 
This is you telling me what's the fourth word? Laughter. Okay. And you, so that is very powerful for you. You're probably one of the top 5% in the happiness to misery scale of first memories. Mm, true. So, so, so grateful. Where so your grateful. unhappiness personally comes from is when you denied those four things. Am I correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Being inside, not having fun, not feeling joy, not laughing, just grinding away and going in a direction and working on things that I was not passionate about that were not helping me be better. That was not helping my world and community be better. There was no joy in that dance. Right. So all you need to know is those four words drive everything you do. And when you're not doing those four words, which your wife, ex-wife did not bring you two or three of those, correct? Correct. No, seriously. At some point, that's why you guys left because that's really, really important to you. And if you asked her what her first memory and her decision, obviously we're not in line with you. That's right. So it's a very interesting thing to observe that and understand it. Now, some people who have very, very unfortunate negative things, we have to go through a process and fix that. And we can't easily fix it. I, your first memory should be about four or five years old. I have people who don't have memory before eight or nine, some people before high school. That requires, that means the trauma of what's operating their system is so horrible that they can't ever function as complete human beings. Mm, so tough. And so that is fixable. It's Good. not therapy. It's about 20 minutes. It's about going in like a surgeon, figuring out what it is, tweaking it, putting things back in alignment. And because your brain is a timeline, if you change your history, get this, you can rewrite your future. Mm, say that one again. If you change your history, you can rewrite your future. And that's what we're doing. Because if you don't change your past, your future is going to be exactly what it's set out to do, full of misery or pain or heart, whatever, that you, whatever you predicted is going to actually come true. But if you can rewrite some of that, you can change what might happen to you in the future. Love that. Love that. So that's a big one. The second one is uh, play this game with me. And I have 12 minutes for my next, my next podcast. Um, there's two rules to this game. You cannot say, I don't know. And you cannot repeat the same answer. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. All right, what do you want? Joy. What do you want? Well. What do you want? Happiness. What do you want? Look at me. It's not inside. Look, look at me. What do you want? Wife and a kids. What do you want? Three kids. What do you want? Freedom. What do you want? To make an impact. What do you want? New York Times best-selling author. Do you want them in your house or do you want to be one? What do you want? Be one. What do you want? Speak from stage to 100,000 people. All at the same time? That's a pretty big stadium. What do you want? To help others wake up and live their best life. What do you want? To keep, to keep learning and growing. What do you want? Keep learning and growing so that I can help others. What do you want? Laughter every day. What do you want? Freedom to be outside every day. What do you want? To leave a legacy that, that I am proud of. What do you want? Make my parents proud. What do you want? Make my sisters proud. What do you want? I want to wake up every day with an enthusiasm and energy for, for that day. 
You already do that. What do you want? I want to wake up every day beside my beautiful wife. What do you want? I want to wake up every day beside my beautiful dogs. What do you want? What do you really want? Love. What do you want? Love for, I want everyone to feel the same love. What do you want? I want to live till I'm 119 years old so I can see the year 2100. <laughs> All right. So how do you feel? That was kind of a journey, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I love, I love, I love, I love how you kept going and I loved how I wanted to say, I want this to stop, but I loved, I loved where, where it ended and where you helped me get to. And I feel, I feel great. If like people never get the opportunity to, to say those things or to get put on the spot, with those type of hard questions. And this is, this is the whole new world of, of personal development that I really I've only been in less than two years, but there's a whole, there's a whole group of my friends and, and peers and families that never get the opportunity to be in these situations and have these hard conversations. And so well, by stop. sharing, wait, stop. So why did you define it as hard? Because it is, those are, those are hard questions. To, no, to, to... Uh, no, no. So, so stop. This is where we, this is what Forbes Factor is so brilliant at. I asked the same question. It wasn't a hard question. It's got a couple of words to it. It's not hard. Mm. You chose to make it hard. Maybe. I don't know. I don't mm. even know how you define hard. Hard is digging a ditch. Mm -hmm. They made it's, you, it... up. They, well, here's the thing. They made you physio physiologically shift your thinking, yeah. your state, yes. your depth of answers, for you, that is challenging. Yes. They're not hard questions at all. No, the, the question was quite straightforward and it was the same one each and every time. But it's interesting how it resonates and lands. And when you go from your head going, I want freedom, I want joy, I want, oh my God, I really, what do I really? <laughs> yeah. Um, because you said some words that I would challenge you in class on, and we won't have all that time to go into it, which is unfortunate because these are good, these are good things. Um, you said you wanted freedom, you wanted to take the word freedom twice. So apparently that's important to you, but you don't define what freedom is. Mm. And I don't even know why you said, what is freedom? Are you handcuffed and shackled at the moment? No, no? I'm, so, I'm in Canada. I'm beyond lucky. Right, you're in Canada. So you have freedom. So what's the definition of freedom? And so you might want to just reflect on that for a second going, wow, I said that twice. What does freedom mean to me? And why do I feel that that's so important to me? Not that you don't have it. It's a really mm -hmm. interesting I get challenged on this game sometimes by super intellectuals and my advice to them is stop thinking. Just yes. do it. Uh, uh, it's not what you want. You know, I have everything. I, the, I, I don't even talk to people anymore. I have everything I want. Congratulations. I don't need to work with you because mm. I want all my minutes back in my life so I can help other people. Um, because what you want is not necessarily monetarily. This is the game. It's fun when you watch mm. a lot of people, Michael, do this. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've probably done this for 15 years. You see every situation. Um, but most of the one that I get from very smart people is, well, I got everything I want. Well, no, I want, like you said, every morning to wake up with, with Joshua and have him tell me how beautiful I am. I want that. I'm going to want that every fucking day of my life. Damn right. You deserve it, my girl. Well, but thank you. But I didn't even know I deserved it. And I would never have actually wanted it because I didn't think I could get it. Mm. You know, I love people who say, well, you know, I want a million dollars. I'm like, well, good for you. You said you want money. I don't, you don't want money. No, you specifically want to go on a vacation to Bali next, you know, whatever, and you want an extra 30,000 in the bank so you can take a vacation, not think about it. 
Yeah. That's a want. And I get people to this want because you can't get something if you don't want it. Mm. You can't create something if you can't see it. Mm. It's wrong to write a book. About what? I don't know. I always want to write a book. No, you don't. You're going to step back and say, what's your contribution to the world? Why are you writing? What's it about? And then go do it. But you have different steps in your brain. And I think most people haven't taken the time to, go, to really separate out what the steps in your brain are to get things that you want. Uh, and so this all started for me when somebody said, hey, Forbes, you know, you're the expert in pitching. I've pitched more than $2 billion worth of product on television. I'm on home shopping where you have to literally sell between two and $5,000 a minute. I'm also on Canadian home shopping, by the way. I've been there for 15 years. Uh, you can find this on Canadian home shopping. Spin Gym, everyone, on Canadian home yeah, shopping. Yeah, it's called The Shopping Channel. They are a great group of people. They have my Spin Gym. They've loved me forever. And so, yes, you can get one because I actually don't really ship them to Canada. Um, but so somebody said, Forbes, can you teach pitching? And my first instinct many years ago when I was in my very self mode was, no, I'm just a genius. This is what I do. Mm -hmm. well, that may be true. But what I did and I was challenged to do was to step back and say, can you systematize what you do? And I sat and I thought for a long time, well, yeah, actually, it's like somebody who can really knows how to play a sport. I'm like, well, no, I just, I'm, I'm talented. No, actually, you're not. You've actually mastered you may have a talent, like you're not going to do my job if you inherently don't enjoy talking to people. Okay, that's a talent. Yes. But I find products that I want, that I think are very helpful, that fill a need, that are priced accordingly. They could be mm -hmm. expensive or not, but they have to be the right vibe, right by price. And then I think about, well, who am I talking to? What are they doing? How do I get them to say a yes? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Beautiful, beautiful. Forbes, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you here to get your wisdom and your strength and your courage that just oozes out of everything you said. I'm so glad I got to meet Joshua. Thank you very much. I am too. I will tell you also, you do want to look up Joshua's self at some point because he just started to create his workout system and a little sidebar because I really do not only love him, but what he does. One, he's a vegetarian. And people look at those muscles and go, wow, how many cows do you eat a day? Zero. He also doesn't lift anything very heavy. He does no squats, no sit-ups, no pull-ups, and no push-ups. None. He does 21 exercises. They're very simple. They're good for your joints. And he's going to win Mr. Universe. So if you want to know how to do that, he started to put that together. Because I also said to him, look, there's a system to what you do that people don't see. People need to know you're amazing. Yeah. I'm uh, very motivating. He is, he is cut. Where, where can people find Joshua? And where can people find more of you, Forbes? Right, so the best thing... Instagram is a good way, but his name is Joshua Self, S-E-L-F, which when I first met him, I thought, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> Ultimate selfie. But in fact, he is, uh, that's a family name from Columbus, Ohio, Washington Courthouse, Ohio. So Joshua Self. And then me, Forbes, as in the magazine, Riley, uh, is all over the internet. If you want to really smile, I would go to YouTube and type in my name. I would type in my name in Kim Kardashian. I would type in my name in Spin Gym and you'll be there for a couple of hours. Uh, but it's a really fun journey. There's thousands of videos there. I can, I can attest to, to seeing you and being your presence here. So grateful for that and having me light up and thank you for, for pushing my buttons. And yeah, I really encourage anyone who, who wants to have their buttons pushed a little bit and be lit up from the inside to, to learn more about you and get to one of your events and dig more into this this wealth of knowledge that you are sharing. ForbFactorLive.com, event and end of September. One of the things is, Michael, if, if you can come down here, that's great. I'm also, I've done a four-week training online 
if I get a group of people together because uh, not everybody can travel. And I think you just realized, did you feel through the Zoom call the work that we do? Yeah, it's incredible. I uh, did a little bit of sweating. I got to go jump in the lake now, but I feel obviously clearer and better. And, and I love that. And that is literally the beginning. And I would invite you to a call when we take somebody through a traumatic healing because mm. it's, uh, it's wonderful. It, it's mm. the most freeing thing you'll ever see. And you'll actually witness people lose weight and change their body because when they let emotional things go, everything changes. Beautiful. Thank you, valued listener, for tuning into another episode of Wake Up. If this episode has left you fired up and inspired to wake up all areas of your life, I have exactly what you need. I offer a powerful, high-performance coaching experience to help you get committed to becoming the best version of yourself, clarity on all that you want to create in this lifetime, and the courage to manifest your dream life. If you are a high-performing entrepreneur or professional who wants to achieve greatness in your career, your business, your health, your wealth, your relationships, your mindset, then contact me today through my website, michaeltranmer.com, or through Instagram at michael.tranmer to explore how my coaching program can benefit you. Are you a new wellness coach or interested in starting your own online business? I've got something for you amazing folks too. My signature group coaching program, The Complete Coach, will help take you from concept to clients in 90 days. Head over to my website, michaeltranmer.com slash complete coach to learn more and join the waitlist for the next intake. I appreciate you good people. If you got great value from this episode, please support the show by subscribing and sharing on your social media feeds. If you share a screenshot on Instagram and tag me, I will be sure to share with all of my followers. Till next time, this is Michael Tranmer, helping you wake up, live your best life, and make every day count.